welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome. So this episode is actually a draw from the Facebook Live. Sometimes I do podcasts and sometimes I do Facebook Lives and sometimes I cross the content over. So slightly different from your average podcast content that I share here and also um, very valuable. So I just wanted to share that with you before we dive in, in case you're a little bit confused when I talk about Facebook. All right, I hope you enjoy. All right, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Embodied Sexuality Series. The inspiration came for this series as I am surrounded by amazing, empowered women who are fully embodied in their sexuality. And the truth is, is that it didn't happen overnight. That so many of us have gone through a journey of deshamifying ourselves and deconstructing stories around what's right and wrong and good and bad. And... Today, I'm here to bring on Miss Tamar. So, Tamar, for some reason, it tells me that you're watching, but it tells me that I can't, I can't see you and add a you to the, to, the, to the chat. Are you on your phone and are you on the app? Comment in, in, in below. So, Tamar and I have not yet done this. Sometimes we have some tech, technical difficulties. Mercury is in retrograde, so, of course, this is going to be a part of our experience today. So, just hold on tight while we figure out the minor glitch that might be happening to why she can't come on. Hello, Michael. Hello, Jordan. I love that the men are showing up and watching this. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a, a series for women um, on their journey, but it's important for men to also understand, you know, what are some of the, the journeys. I think it's important for both men and women to have this bigger perspective of what it is that we go through in order to be embodied in our experience. So tomorrow she does this and stars. I'm guessing that you are on the app, that that means that you're on the app. I don't know why I can't add you. Can you try jumping off and coming back on? Or maybe if there's a button below, click um, click the add me. See if you can ask to join. I haven't had this issue yet. Usually I can just add you, but for some reason it's not happening. Uh, oh, here we go. Wants to join your video. Check it out. Mercury, it's okay. And we're... All right. So as Miss Tamar is joining us, I want to thank you all and just invite you all. If you have questions, comments, hello. Hello. We it's funny it. technology, right? We did it. Yeah. There yeah. was a button. I had to push something, join. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, sometimes it has this push the button and sometimes people can just join. I don't really know. It's like has a mind of its own, you know? <laughs> Maybe my, my phone needed to know that I'm going to be on Facebook Live because it's my first ever. Woo! I am so <laughs> grateful for that. And honestly, I just want to share, you guys, Tamar is one of the most, I will say, we are one of the most embodied women that I know. And I remember when I was first dreaming and thinking about doing this series, I was like, I want to interview you. Yes, take it in, sister. Take it in because you deserve it. I'm taking and it I was in. Like, I I'm, want receiving it. I'm receiving you it. Are, you, you, <laughs> you have so much. You have so much to share, so much to, to, to teach, I feel, in the world of de-shaming yourself, your body, your sexuality. I mean, I remember you and I had a long conversation about yonis. And um, that's something that I want to get into a conversation here. Um, but first, before I go on this beautiful long rant about how much of an amazing human you are, I would love it, Tamar, <laughs> if you could just share with the audience, like, who are you? Where are you? And how is it, how is it that you're showing up in the world um, as a, I would like to say, uh, somebody who is, what's, what's the word? I'm drawing a blank on the word, but somebody who is um, at the forefront of women embodying their sexuality. So anything in that sphere that you want to speak into, the floor is yours. Wow. Yeah, of course I've thought about this. There's so much to tell, but I think um, what for me, the most important thing to mention to, to start off right away is it wasn't always like this. Like that's the most important part for me. Like this has been such a big journey for me of embodying and coming into my body. You know, I was such a mental person. I was in my head so much. I was an artist. I started out in the art world. I've, I've studied art for eight and a half years. Um, and I was always busy with and, and, and thinking and creating and very creative, which, which is also very embodied, but in a very different way than what I do right now with, with sexuality. Three years ago, um, I was for the first time at a, at a Tantra event and, and I saw the talk with Helena yesterday and how she had this whole journey of meditation and yoga and everything. I didn't have that at all. Like I, I went to the gym and I did some power yoga once in a while, um, but I didn't do anything of that. And my first event was a tantric temple. Like it was one of Puja's first Tantra temples um, where at in a very coincidence way, like, I didn't choose that. It was it was just life. It 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 was. It, I don't want to sound too too um too like hoshibushi, but it was like I had to be there, and it was a very strange road how I got. And then I was there, and everything was like, boof. This is where I need to be. This is do each journey of doing all kind of workshops, retreats, teacher trainings, everything um, in, in a high-speed level because I wanted to learn everything as fast as I could. And it mm -hmm. ends up um, where I am now, um, most of the time coaching 
men and women to be empowered in their sexuality, to learn how they make this descendment from the mind into the body and how to fully embrace the fact that we are sexual beings and that we are full of this, you know, life force energy that moves us and that creates the world around us. Mm, That's wow. in short. Oh my gosh, there's so much that I want to dive into. <laughs> so I love where you started. And I love the first thing that you spoke into is that it wasn't always this way. And this is the no, biggest. not at all. Yeah. And this is the biggest intention for this episode. You know, I had a sister who's been following along and she's like, wow, I'm really loving this series that you're doing. She's like, you know what I really love is that they're just normal people, that everyone that you're interviewing they seem normal. They don't seem like these super ultra spiritual, skinny, tantric, gorgeous goddesses. Like they're normal people who have had normal lives, who've chosen to journey deeper into their own embodiment of what it means to be a woman embodied in their, in their sexuality and that their journey is so different. And I love that you spoke into how you were watching Helena and hers came with yoga and meditation and yours was completely different. And I think what's so important, and, and this is why I'm sharing with so many different women, is that it, there is no one way. There is no right way. There is no wrong way. And how you embody your sexuality does not matter also. You could be very intru- into you know, tantric temples, or you could be far down in the world of BDSM. The, the intention is what makes you feel most alive and how can you fully own your ability to be a sexual empowered divine being in this experience to your fullest extent and like this is such an important point for me because I, I i get this question all the time and when we look at the picture perfect people you know i mean you're on bali right now but of all the people living on the islands in this like perfect bodies doing yoga every day for hours and hours it seems so far away for most people it is like Mm -hmm. such an unreachable image and the Mm -hmm. thing that i like really love is that tantra is there every day for me it is Mm -hmm. just the embodiment of being in in my pleasure body every day Mm. um And I I feel the down-to-earth part and the part where it's accessible and understandable and you don't have to dive into all the, like, the deep... I mean, the deep theory is is amazing. And and if you're up for that and you want to read all about it and you want to study all the philosophies, like, I I cheer at you. But there's also just the day-to-day-to-day side where you just live it and practice Mm -hmm. it and... And that can be different for everybody. That can be just going with your partner to a couple workshop once every couple of months and then find things to bring into your relationship that deepens it or practice it every day. Mm. And one of the things that you just spoke into, which is really what I'm in this alignment, my highest alignment right now is to bring more pleasure to women because I feel like we've been shamed from pleasure our entire lives because we're supposed to look or be or feel a certain way. And a lot of it for women, we store it in our body. And a lot of it comes with food. I mean, I've had my own food journey and I think you and I have connected on this level as well. It's like, I'm shaming myself from food. It's like, oh, I really want this chocolate cake, but I don't want the weight. And it's like that, that mentality, you know, a gorgeous, amazing sister. Also, if you guys don't follow her yet, her name's Anya Grace. She posts a lot about this. It's like, 
we shame the feminine, we shame the feeling body when we tell ourselves that we shouldn't indulge in something that really isn't harmless for us. A piece of cake is not harmless. Enjoying, you know, sex is not harmless. As long as you're not overindulging or using something to escape or to create a different reality than, and or move away from your emotions instead of dive deeper into it. Pleasure in all of its forms, like Tantra, if we really break it down, it's about fully embodying the present moment and whatever this present moment has to give. Can I allow all my senses mm-hmm. to be so open so that this cake can be orgasmic or this deep eye gazing conversation with you? And so speaking into pleasure and speaking into Tantra being a living everyday practice, I think is so powerful for the audience here to really feel deeper into what really is this world. Yeah, and really allowing the pleasure. For a long time, I I thought I was a very sexual embodied being. I mean, I loved sex from a very young age. I had multiple partners during the years. I really thought I had it all figured out. I really thought, oh, well, I'm, I'm such a sexual being. But I think I just enjoyed it up here and, and, in in that specific moment maybe there was a lot of pleasure in the in the physical act but it wasn't embodied during the day it wasn't embodied in the things that i did it wasn't there in my body and and for me it's it's the same journey it ended up in in like stuffing my feelings down with food in the end it was just just killing the things i was feeling by by putting food on my body and that just resulted in a very unhealthy eating habit um where if i was feeling something i would eat something mm-hmm. because i couldn't i couldn't cope with all the things i was feeling and i had mm-hmm. no idea what was mm-hmm. all going on in this this female formed body i had no idea yeah yeah and i think you know another thing that we're oftentimes taught a conditioning in our society is to push your feelings down. Unless you're feeling happiness, joy, excitement, or all the higher vibrational feelings, all of the lower ones like sadness, anger, pain, rage, frustration, irritation, not only are you not supposed to show those parts of yourself, but you also are just supposed to push it down because nobody really wants to be around you if you're feeling those things. And we don't give ourselves the permission or the space to go into it. And then oftentimes the tools how do we move this how can i feel it fully the pain the anger the sadness the rage how can i dive deeper into it and then how can i not get stuck in story but use specific tools to help me move beyond the story that's creating and participating in this pain or shame or guilt or fear or whatever it is that we're feeling we truly have no idea we truly have no idea. I think we're so used to, um, and, and often they say, you know, boys can't cry and, and, and boys can't show their emotions. But also for, for, for little girls, it's not that usual that you learn to talk about your feelings. But talking is one thing, because I think we're, we're great talkers, right? But what do we do with the things that move through our body? What yeah. do we do with when something comes up? Instead of talking about it and putting it all in our in our head and into our mind how can we let our bodies move through the emotions Mm, and this is one of the things where i feel that not only sex but in general there are so many tools but sex is a powerful tool like sex is a powerful tool you're fighting and then all of a sudden it's like just get on the bed (laughs) like let me get you out of your head out of the story and into your body and into pleasure 
so that you can remember really what's most important? Is it the fact that I didn't say the right thing in the right way and now you're upset because you it hit your childhood wounds and now we're in this situation? Or does none of that really matter and what matters is the presence and your ability to actually remember what's most important? I think many people recognize this. I mean, you can talk f for the whole hour with your partner about this argument that you're in. And then you end up in the bed, you have sex. And after you go like, why didn't we do this earlier? It was so easy to move through. Did we just put our bodies together? I mean, it's, it should be a rule. Like my partner and I often say to each other, okay, if there's an argument, we first have sex and then we talk about it. Ooh, and I like it's that rule. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a very good rule. And it's a trap. Um, if you if you start talking and you, and you can't get out of it um then you know you're stuck you know you're stuck in the story you know you're repeating the thing over and over and over again yeah mm. wow there's so much juice here for first facebook live girlfriend i can tell we're going to be doing many more of these let me just say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i would love to i would love to talk a little bit about you and um can you share more i mean i remember talking to you and you had a slight, you had a different upbringing than I did. You know, sex in my family was not talked about. It was like periods, like none of that. My mom gave me books. She was like, here's a book. I'm like, mom, I think everybody's mm. getting their period. Like, can you, can you, what's going on here? Can you try to inform me? She's like, here's a book, you know? And then when I turned like 16 or 15, she's like, oh, sex is going to come into your vortex soon. Like, here's a book, you know? And like, there was no conversations ever. I hardly ever saw my friends naked. We never, I didn't have sisters. This was not like very, it was not at all really in my sphere, but I know that you had a very different up upbringing. And I remember once when we were at the temple, Puja temple, and we were talking about yonis, or maybe it was our temple, I can't remember, but we were talking about yonis. And you were like, yeah, I remember friends used to tell me like, I don't think mine looks right. Like, and I'm, I'm embarrassed or can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Well, the first thing is that I, I was, I was lucky to um, to have been born into a family where nudity was super normal. Like we showered with, with the door open, you know. I, I walked in if my father was in, in the shower. Um, I was in the bathtub with my, with my brother until I was like, you know, a couple of years old. And we went to nudist camps. So in summer we would go to, to uh, campsites where everybody would be naked and it would be really, really strange to have clothes on. So I grew up with the idea that you have this body and it is naked most of the times because that's how we were born and that's and, and, and it wasn't purely sexual. Like it was never sexualized in a way that nudity can be if you have to like cover yourself up all the time because oh if somebody sees your naked body then we're gonna, gonna project this thought. image yeah, yeah, yeah. of sexuality of like oh i wanna i wanna you know do something with this it wasn't there so i had this very natural upbringing um around nudity um i also remember i was a very curious kid like asking a lot of questions and my mom would always answer them and and there would be fun and joy around it i mean in an appropriate way for children but still with a lot of openness and and transparency around it um and then when i was in high school i had just this group of friends uh and i mean for every teenager sex is such an important part and and it's so like there's so much innocence in it, but it's also very, very real. You know, your first kiss, your first time you're touching uh, 
a guy's penis like it's it's all a, a, a huge thing and we went through this together like this friends group went through it together wow. and soon i i figured out that a lot of friends had questions around it and they didn't have parents they could go to or they didn't know how to find the books or the information around this i mean this was like before the internet really hit it off right yes, yeah uh, it wasn't it was it wasn't so easy to google just everything google. yeah 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 and, and then they would come to me and they would say like, oh, I feel my body is in, in such a big transition right now. Um, and I feel like my inner lips are so extremely big. Can you please look at it and tell me if it's normal? And I would always look and go like, yeah, but it's, it's so normal. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And they had come up with this whole story about that they they thought they were abnormal like this is the biggest part like women can often think that their body is abnormal because all they see is this small small part of i would say twisted sexuality or 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 sexual like porn like really 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 the porn sexuality where everything is stripped down bare naked bold and not bold in a good way but bare bold um And every, every, everybody starts thinking that they're abnormal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always felt very strongly, no, you're so super normal. Let me look, let me look at it. I will look at it. And they were like, really, really, do you want to look at it? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I shared, a, I shared a, a story years ago. I had the same thing, you know, and I'm not going to share that story here. But I totally relate to this um, not having the openness or the ability to and not knowing and, and wanting the answers, your kid, you're curious. I mean, my mom often used to tell me like, why do you ask so many questions, you know? Um, and so then I shut down mm-hmm. and then, you know, these, 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 these wounds play out. So I think it's beautiful that, um, yeah, that we speak into these pieces around, first of all, the journey wasn't always this way. Second of all, the shame um, that we often have around our bodies as a collective, because we don't know, because we're not so open. I love that you spoke into the piece around when a naked when a body is naked you don't often project your sexual desires when it's normal but when it's there's so much clothes and there's so much hiding um there's that's when oftentimes when something is hidden that there's this piece of us that's like we want to get the thing that we're not allowed to have so um i'd love to also speak into this this piece around how you're showing up in the world and you mentioned that you were doing coaching with women and men to help them find their sexuality. So what does that look like? And how did you get into that work? And how does it support you? And maybe even if you want to share how it's helped you grown um, as an individual, because that's really all that it is. Ultimately, if we're supporting others, we're also growing from that field as well. So anything you want to share on that topic? Yeah, so... It is sometimes really painful for me to see how many people have a distorted relationship with sexuality. Like so many men and women long for this true intimacy. And then I'm, I'm, and then I'm not talking about, you know, getting banged because that is like, for most people, it's easy, easily access- accessible. It is, it's there, it's out there. Everybody does it. It's like, it's, it's, reachable i'm talking about like the nurturing really really merging part of sexuality where where, what we often talk about in tantra we have this connection and this feeling that we get that we become one with the divine 
And this, this I get asked so often, like I often get the question, how do I become multi-orgasmic? Like I've heard about this, this thing called body orgasms. I only have clitoral orgasms. I, I, I feel, or I, I, I can't have orgasms at all, or I, I have pre, premature ejaculation or no erections at all. Like these problems are at the core of, of the work that I do. Um, and that in the end often starts with self-love and loving your body and accepting the fact that you are a sexual being. Like mm. everybody wants to reach this, but they forget that they first have to come here, come home into the body and really, really experience self-love on a deep level. And from that mm. self-love, you can just start to make love, love. Mm. If, that, mm. if, that ma- if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. And we're, we're so like, we're so insecure I, I feel so many men and women that come come to my coaching or that I have bodywork sessions with, they feel insecure. They feel insecure about their desires. They they have all these fears surrounding their naked bodies, surrounding their phys- physiology. Like it, there's so much fear and shame and guilt around this topic that I really truly feel it is my life calling to work with people around that. Mm. and it helps me and it helps me like if, if that's if that's your question what does it do for me that helps me to fully feel what it does to me to hear every single story of somebody who is disconnected from themselves or disconnected from from uh, a, a, a positive uh, body image that helps me um mm get more into my own body and helps me to to fully embody um this whole theory yeah this, it's not a theory this this it, it, it is truly an embodiment it is a, yeah. it is yeah. a practice and this is I, I love the title of this series you know it is all about bringing the ideas down into the body mm-hmm. i i really appreciate you know what you shared around um what you see, what are some of the main themes that come up um, in the people, the women and the men that you work with. And I think it is so powerful to realize that actually like we all have so many more fears and shame and guilt and repression in our sexuality and in our ability just to say that we're worthy of pleasure. This is something that's coming more and more and more into my field. It's like you are so worthy of pleasure and whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, you have this ability, we are in these physical bodies and yes, there's pain and yes, there's contraction and yes, there's like things that are, cause us to, to feel not as amazing and expansive and orgasmic. And also there are so many ways that we can choose to show up in our lives. This is in our relationships and our relationship to our work life and our relationship to our sex life, whatever it is and our relationship to food that actually nourish us, that actually create more expansion and more um, pleasure in every area and aspect of our bodies, but it does come to this point of really needing to tune into where am I creating these stories that are based upon conditions from my society or my family or my culture that is preventing me from loving aspects of myself. And only from that place, as you mentioned, can we truly begin to open up and create a more expansive embodied sexuality in all areas of our ability to relate to ourselves in this human form and of course the sexuality or any other piece of us 
Yeah, and sometimes when we, we have tackled down that first part, the physical part goes away by itself. Like sometimes yes. it's all just about, it, it's, it's like magic. And sometimes yeah. the body needs body work and sometimes there is true armor and there really is something stuck that needs to be released. But that first part you speak into, that's, that's the gateway. That's the, that's the way in. Mm, so good. Wow, Tamar. So I want to open it up. We have about 12 people watching, which is great. Um, if you guys have any questions right now, um, whether it be for this field, for Tamar, for myself. Um, you know, she's spoken to different types of orgasms. She, we've spoken about shame. We've still spoken about Tantra. We've spoken about embodiment. If there's anything, and specifically to you who's watching, if there's a piece of you that's like, damn, I really want to ask this thing, but I'm nervous and I have shame or fear around it, that is a really, really good opportunity to ask it. Um, so I'm just going to leave this field open as we start to, Pooja says hello, by the way. I'm not sure if you can see that somewhere. I can't, no. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Pooja. So, Hi, Pooja. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if anybody is, is interested in whether you're watching the replay or whether you're watching right now, feel free to, to leave a question or a comment. Um, we'd love your feedback. This is one of the things that I love about the Facebook Live. And while we wait to see if anybody wants to share anything or ask anything, Tamar, if there was someone who um, was really just beginning their, their journey and um, wanted to feel more embodied, wanting to feel more empowered, wanting to even feel more in general, whether it be a man or a woman, um, what would you say? Like, what would be your advice? to support those men, or in this case, since we're primarily speaking about women, women really begin to own, understand, and embody their sexuality. Well, I think one of the things you speak into um, a lot as well is self-care mm -hmm. and putting yourself first and prioritizing the fact that you have to nurture and take care of this body before you go into movement of intimacy and sexuality with somebody else. And that truly starts with taking care of yourself and doing the things that you love. And this can be as wide as a variety as you can think of. Um, for me personally, it is going to the sauna, um, having a good chat with, with, with a sister. It's, um, it's, it's touching myself in a, in a not always sex, sexual way, but also just taking care of the, you know, we, we often forget that we're inside this body. We often forget mm -hmm. we are mm -hmm. such mind people. And yeah. it is, I get amazed by that all the time that we, everybody loves to talk. Everybody likes to think about things and we get lost in it and self-care mm. and doing things to nurture your body um to nurture your environment like i like to make small little altars where i do prayers where i do ritual all these small little things that is a great place to start in my opinion and there's not a rule book for it there's no way like there's no proper way you should do it i feel it's really learning to tune into your intuition again and listening to this these small whispers inside of you that we all have and especially women have because we're such sensitive um spiritual beings just by nature yeah. just just by ourselves and and for me one of the biggest 
um, shift was when I got into um, the theories around my moon cycle. So when I first learned about where we go through in our monthly cycle and how the different phases have an influence on me on a hormonal and on a physical level. That was a, a great gateway as well. So if you're interested in that, um, I really feel there's a lot to learn in that department because there you truly learn to feel what's happening inside of you. And it is most of the time not something outside of you, but something inside of you that shifts and is changing. Mm, and are there any resources in particular that you went to in order to gain more knowledge in that area for your own body? Well, I did. I just did so much. I just did so much because I was interested in it all. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've done some, some goddess retreats, which really helped around fully stepping into my power as a woman, as a goddess, as getting rid of this idea that a goddess is a, you know, an, an, an an elevated person who is above everybody and just go, you know, no, she's just there. She's very much rooted into the earth. She's very much, um, uh, in the body and, and has the connection with the divine yeah. and has like this, this, but it's mostly about coming into the body. Um, yeah. so rituals around that. I mean, again, I would highly recommend you. <laughs> Really, I would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, Pooja asked a beautiful question, and I think that you will have a beautiful answer to this. And it is, what is the gold in horniness? Oh, what's the gold in horniness? <laughs> you know, I find that the gold we find when we when we dive deep into sexuality is is truth and where we can where we can truly find ourselves and mm. and ourselves in mm, on this level where we can meet other people in 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 a tr in a true meeting like I love how 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 I've learned from Pooja because I will I mean I've got this from her how we have this meeting point where you and I just come together and there's this specific place of this true meeting that for me is a gold a gold part in horniness and if you then merge together and you have no idea if you're you're yourself or the other or one or the divine or the deepest depth inside of you, it doesn't really matter because you're there. Mm, and you know what that reminds me of? I have to share this story. <laughs> it reminds me of the story of you and I at Pooja's temple um, over the summer. And there was this moment just so, and I believe what you said is so on point. And, and for me, I would think about the timelessness and this ability to fully forget who we are and what our story is mm. and just move fully into the feelings, whatever it brings. But there was this experience. So we're in these tantric temples and in these temples, when a temple is held well, um, which we can obviously highly recommend Pooja, um, there is so much meeting the divine and every connection. And yes, your erotic body and your animal body is there and you are also still one with the divine. And so, and our animal and our human and our minds come in 
And I remember um, there was this moment I was having a bit of a challenging moment of my, my own shadows were coming up and I was in the hot tub and um, I was crying. I was like really like sad and allowing myself to feel these feelings. And I was on your partner's lap and I'm just like crying and he's like rocking me. And I remember you came out to the, to the hot tub and we didn't, we had connected and we shared some time, but we hadn't like fully, fully connected yet. And uh, you, you, you looked at me and I looked at you and like immediately I could feel you and I could feel like th there was, there was something in your nervous system. And I remember you got into the hot tub and you took my hand and you put it on your heart and your heart was just beating just beating so fast and I remember I was just like oh I feel this sister and I know what she's feeling I can feel her and I can feel where she's at and I've had these same stories and experiences or or, or experience run through my body right and I remember I got immediately on your lap and I just held you and we held each other for so long and we started breathing mm -hmm. together and no words were spoken and it was in that moment that it was like this, sister, I am you. I feel you. You're so much a part of any mm. experience that is ever anything and will ever happen. And then you and me and your partner, we ended up having one of the most amazing, like, orgasmic bliss experiences of just being in that space of allowing ourselves to meet in that space where we all move beyond time and space and beyond our minds. And it was in that moment that, I really felt how powerful it is when we lean into our edges and we allow ourselves to be seen and held. And since then, you and I feel like I've had such a magical bond. <laughs> mm. and, and it's truly that if I would have come there, you know, standing there on the side of the hot tub going like, oh, guys, I'm really like, I, I need to talk to you. Can you please like sit up and have your attention with me? And then I would go into this whole story. About, I'm experiencing this and it, because it reminds me of this and I'm jealous and la, 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 la. It would have been a whole completely diff different story. Sometimes we mm -hmm. have to just stay with the feelings that are moving through our body and share that with people, even if that's the most vulnerable and, and scary thing to do. And then it can be the most expensive it, and orgasmic. <laughs> it changes like and that. And then it turns out, it changes and, and you get this pearl and this, this gold from that experience. And it's, it's fucking scary sometimes. And it is, it's a very vulnerable thing to do and you can get hurt and, and, and it is hard and and super duper scary, mm. but it's so worth it in the end. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, this has been amazing, Samar. Like truly, it's mm. been such a pleasure to have you on here, to have you speak, to have you share. And for those of you who want to follow Tamar, she has some amazing posts both on Facebook, so add her, follow her, but also on your Instagram. I know you don't share everything on Facebook, on Instagram. And is it still Tamar Doden's coaching? It's Tamarinda Coaching. Tamarinda Coaching. Okay, so I'll put her Tamarinda link. Tamarinda Coaching. Oh, say it again. That's funny. That's funny if you say it. It's Tamarinda, Tamarinda Coaching. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not. Okay, so she's tuning in from, she's, she's Dutch. She's tuning in from Holland. I'm getting a little bit embarrassed right now with my, my, my inability to say it. Um, and yeah, just, uh, just also for people who are interested, specifically women, if you're interested in connecting more deeply with other women who want to dive deeper into their connection, uh, with their yonis and de-shamifying and giving their yonis a voice, um, I'm doing a yoni magic 
course for women. It's a five-day ritual deep dive online experience where you can allow yourself to understand how to connect to this powerful pleasure portal that we have within. So if any of you ladies are like, fuck, I'm so inspired by what's been going on in this show or any of the other shows, and I really want to feel embodied and empowered in my own sexuality, as Tamar shared, the place to start is here. And I'm so excited to to share some of these rituals with you guys. So a little bit more information on that. I'll leave it in the link. And Tamar, is there anything else that you want to say or share with the audience and anyone who may be watching now or in the future? Yeah, it, it reminds me when you speak about your, your course that's coming up. We, I often get the question, oh, do I need to have a partner? Like Tantra is all about, you know, merging and it is a, a female and a man. And, and it's so funny because it's not where it starts. It's not where it's all about. It's Thank great you. just to be just to be by yourself and dive into this stuff. Like, yeah, do the Yoni magic course and really start to feel what is going on in my yoni, in my womb, around my cycle, do these practices, start to embodying the goddess, and then Ooh. it will start, you know, all, all, everything around it will fall into place. Oh, such yeah. wise words, such wise words. Tamar, thank you so much for waking up and being open to coming on this channel. You're such a divine sister. I can't wait Thank to you. temple with you soon. I know it's happening. Very and... soon. I, I, I'm looking forward to it so much. <laughs> Me too. All right, you guys, feel free to leave any questions. If you're on the replay, reach out to Tamar, follow her, and thank you For so sure. much. For sure. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content, and together we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.